Hello and welcome to Ken Griffey's Grotesquely Swollen Jones. The podcast following my journey as I learn all about Major League Baseball, one MLB team at a time. Now joining me today to tell me all about the Orioles and his baseball journey is Matt Kaspolt. Matt, thanks for joining me. Problem, thank you. Um, and just before we say anything or do anything, um, I'll apologise in advance because the Orioles are currently playing. Um, so I've got that on uh, on my phone in the background as well. So if I uh, if I zoom in and out of the conversation a little bit, it's because I've got I've got one eye on that. No, that was going to be my my first question. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you are Matt, the uh, admin of the Twitter account British Orioles. So I saw your tweet a couple of hours ago, um, being excited about the the UK friendly start time against the LA Angels. So yeah, first of all, thanks for joining the podcast and thanks for joining with the. The Orioles, they are three, three, three down against the Angels so far. So what, tell me about the game, game so far. That's happening now. Yeah, just a, a case of uh, leaving a lot of runners on scoring positions. That's, I think it was five after the first three innings with, with left on. Um, and then Otani got a home run for the Angels and Trout got a home run for the Angels. So exactly what you'd expect from the Angels, the, uh, the, the key guys doing the damage. But yeah, the, uh, the bats are, are very quiet so far. <laughs> How has the season been going so far for the Orioles? Unbelievably well. Okay. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think everyone expected them to to maybe get, get another winning season. Um, but so far, we've, we've currently got the second best record in baseball, um, which is phenomenal, really. I, I know we're sort of only, only mid, mid, late, mid to late May, um, but yeah, it, it, it's gone incredibly well. Good to hear. So what has been, I know we're going uh, to come to this later, but what has been the best season you've seen from the Orioles in your, in your time spotting them so far? And how far does this season have to go to, to get to that it's, number one season? Or, yeah, already this season, even if they okay. lose every game from here on in. Um, <laughs> so, so I, yeah, that, as you say, we'll touch on this uh, throughout the next hour or so. But um, I I got into the Orioles in, in around 2017, um, and that was basically the worst possible time to to get into them um, so with during that time we've lost over 100 games three times we've sold every single player imaginable and and, and traded them in um we've basically done the the ultimate rebuild of stripping down to the barest of bare bones and, and building up the farm system um so it's been a, a good sort of four or five years leading up to this moment um and it's a long a long-term strategy that has been a very very bumpy ride, um, but it looks as if it's it's finally finally starting to pay off. Good. So it sounds like um, against a similar sort of length of time for some of our other British guests, six or seven years as as a fan. So the Orioles. So thank you for joining us, our first Orioles representative. So why why baseball? Why the Orioles? How did you how did you get hooked on this on this spot? Yeah. So I suppose there's there's two elements to that really. One is um I no interest in baseball and I didn't know anything about baseball. Um yeah, just something completely sort of not on my radar at all, I guess. Um and then I think it was 2016, um I went on a trip to Tennessee. Uh me me and my partner Emma. Um we went to sort of Memphis, um, the Smoky Mountains, Nashville, all, all that sort of stuff on, on a bit of a trip. Um and when we were there, um, 
we saw one night that the Nashville Sounds were playing, um, who were who were a Triple A team uh, in the minors. Um, and we yeah, we saw a baseball game. That that sounds cool. That sounds like a typical American thing to do on a summer's evening in Nashville when it's <laughs> thirty eight <laughs> degrees or, or something mm-hmm. like that, boiling hot. Um, so yeah, we 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 went to the game just sort of thinking, yeah, we'll have we'll do the usual hot dogs and beers and and then yeah there'll be a game going off in the background we'll kind of see see how that works out um and i was sat next to this 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 sort of really old guy um and sort of quite early on he, he, he detected my accent and and said what what's the sort of brit doing at a, a minor league mm-hmm. <laughs> ball game um and uh, yeah that just sort of explained that we, we, we were on holiday um and it, that i think that was the the sort of sliding doors moment really is that he was a huge baseball fan and had been watching it for sort of 70 odd years and he basically answered a million questions I had um I didn't get anything I didn't get how scoring worked <laughs> who were playing what position plays or anything it was all sort of completely new to me so he answered all, all my questions and I think without that I'd have maybe not got into it or it had took me a lot longer to sort of understand it it was a bit of a bit of a cheat sheet and a bit of a, a crash course um into baseball so since then um I've, I've sort of been been hooked really so uh did you keep in touch with that, that friendly friendly stranger is he listening to this episode by any chance no um and and we the thing is we tried to so um he he was with his wife as well and, and my partner was talking to him and um it she said she gave us a name and said oh add us on facebook um and then we we just couldn't find her on facebook essentially we we, we tried for ages <laughs> and couldn't find her so yeah um we yeah we unfortunately we didn't manage to uh manage to stay in touch um but yeah I, I, again i wish i could have done because I, i'd like to have said sort of six or seven years on I'm, I'm absolutely hooked on it and yeah thank you for the thank you for the role you played in that that's a really really nice story that i said you were just there there in in nashville area for complete other reasons then by chance you found a found a sport that's become become your favorite so why did you then go to the orioles and why could you not just continue to follow this minor league team from nashville is it purely access or so I, I kind of thought again, obviously how sort of different it is to. So I, I'm a huge, huge football fan, um, big, um, big Sheffield United fan, season ticket holder, go to, to a lot of the games and stuff like that. So that's sort of how I know sports runs and works. Mm-hmm. And then finding out about the whole sort of minor leagues and major leagues and and how that works was was a bit of an eye opener. Um, and then coming back to coming back to England a few weeks later, I was thought, yeah, I want to want to watch a bit more of this game. I, I'm finding it really interesting and fascinating. Um, so I, I did a usual bit of googling and, and and sort of came across MLB TV. Um, thought I'd sign up to that, and and obviously that that's all the sort of major league teams on there, and and sort of that worked. Um, so probably spent the next three or four months just watching any game that was on, uh, sort of while I was while I was up or in the morning. Um, and then it got to the point where I thought, yeah, I need a team now. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm one of those fans that when I've got a team, I, I go all in with that team. I'm not a, yeah. <laughs> a sort of, yeah, someone who kind of, yeah, come, come watch the neutrals and, and stuff like that. I do enjoy it. But yeah, I'm a, I'm quite a, quite a passionate fan and a, a bit, a bit intense fan. Um, so 
I couldn't pick. So I, I was looking, I was I was kind of like, oh, I like, I thought, should I do the uniform thing? I like, I like the Cubs uniform. Maybe I could do that. I was looking <laughs> bits and bobs like that. So I really decided. Um, and this was, yeah, this was really stressing, stressing my partner out. So I did the old fashioned method of writing all 30 teams on a scrap note of paper, putting it in a hat, putting my hand in and and drawing out the Orioles. Um, and I suppose at that point there was two thoughts really. One was, I'm glad it wasn't the Yankees or the Dodgers or something like that. I didn't want one of the sort of really... Yeah, I mean, sort yes, of right, I support uh, Nottingham Forest, a rival of your Sheffield yeah. United, I'm <laughs> going to say. You wanted to pick a bad team because you're used to supporting a, a bad That's team. Yeah, That's, I've uh, gone through all that. Yeah, yeah. no, that works. Yeah, none yeah. of the glory. There's no fun in, no fun in glory. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was glad it wasn't one of those. But my second thought was kind of, I know nothing about the Baltimore Orioles <laughs> mm-hmm. or much about Baltimore other than the wire um, and and stuff like that as well. So that was quite nice in a sense that it was really a, sort of a clean slate. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'd, again, you don't know if like any of these things are going to stick or how it works or anything like that. But again, going uh, head over heels sort of into it. Um, yeah, that that was sort of my team and, and it has been ever since. So you mentioned that you don't have a half-hearted approach to just to, to sports fandom. So was that side of your personality why you created the British Orioles Orioles Twitter account? Yeah. So how that came about was um, I, I forget the year, um, but I, I saw a tweet from from Colin Murray um, and and some guys from BT Sport, mm-hmm. um, and and they said that. They, it was when they, they were first about to launch London series uh, in England a few years before that, and um, they they wanted to organise an event where they got a fan of all 30 teams down. Okay. Um, so I, I, I then came across all these accounts, um, some of the sort of big hitters accounts like the, the UK Phillies and the UK Astros and, and the UK Blue Jays and, and people like that were all sort of signing up and, and going down to that. Um, and then I noticed that there was a, an Orioles UK Twitter handle, but it had not it had not tweeted for sort of years. And I, I messaged messaged whoever on that and just said, "Look, I was thinking of setting what setting one up." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's sort of being being part of that. Um, I, I never heard anything back, and I, I think that that account's inactive now. Um, but yeah, I, I headed down to headed down to London for the for the BT Sport. Um, event uh and that that was fascinating so there was mm-hmm. yeah sort of 30 of us all with a a different gear on yeah. and different mm-hmm. teams and, and stuff like that I don't, I don't know if you've ever ever seen the recording um, no i need to check it out yeah it's knocking it's knocking about on youtube somewhere i'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll dig it out and send it to you after this um i think it i, I think it aired on big t sport briefly um but again at, at this point i was still sort of a bit of a, a rookie, a, a, bit, a bit of a newbie mm-hmm. into it. Um, so all these guys were a, a few years on from me in, in terms of the knowledge. And I was still at that phase where every now and again, you'd think, what the hell's that? And what what just happened then? And what's that rule? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> why has that been scored like that? And 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 things like that. So that was a, a really good, a really good experience. And off the back of that, sort of set set the fan account up um, and, and I've been in touch with, with some of the some of the guys still and, and talked to a lot of the, the guys who, who run the fan accounts. We're in a fantasy baseball league as well that we, that we all do together, um, which, is, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, that, that was a really good turning point again as well in terms of once I launched that, 
um, one building up a bit of a fan base with, mm-hmm. with the guys from America and or the the, the sort of local Orioles fans um, getting to know them, getting to know local personalities. The, the, the yeah, the sort of big known names out there, the, the the guys on Twitter who have got all the followers and and put all the content out and and local media personality and stuff like that. Um, and then the the other side of it was a lot of Orioles fans within the UK. Um, so people who had family ties to Baltimore or people who'd gone on a work trip to Baltimore and watched the Orioles or whose parents were from mm-hmm. <laughs> Baltimore or, or something like that. All these people sort of seek seek the account out. So it's also become a bit of a a bit of a hub for for sort of exiled uh, exiled Oriole fans as well. So it's just you who who runs the account or do you share the admin rights of what how much of your time online is spent logging as the British Orioles account? How does that actually work <laughs> running me. a fan admin account? It's just myself. Um, I mean, if there if there are any other British Orioles fans who who want to <laughs> jump on board, I'm I'm not precious about it at all. Um, it, yeah, it'd be good to good to get some more guys involved. Um, but yeah, it's kind of gone. I think we're on the the last count was over over three thousand followers. I think. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm logged into my own um my own Twitter and 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 the British Orioles one at the same time. Um, so sort of fl- flip between the two. Um, but I. I really love the the Orioles one feed because everyone I follow is a Orioles fan or a baseball fan, and I, I don't know. Tw- Twitter can be a bit of a <laughs> I'll pick my words carefully here, a yeah. bit of a um, hostile place, I guess, at times, and a lot of yeah, you, you can get caught up in politics and arguments and all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff like that. But none of that, I get none of that in the the, the sort of Baltimore account. It's just talking about baseball and just talking about the Orioles, so it's. It's really great fun to run. Yes, yeah, so it's more of a um, friendly community. So I guess with the, the UK part of, of of the handle or, or the account, it sort of lets lets people know in in the US already that you're maybe more of a more of a beginner than perhaps an established Orioles fan account, where they might be more argumentative with each other about whether a certain pitcher should start or whether a certain a certain player should be sent back to the minors or so you've got that nice supportive community which grew quite significantly on one day in in 2017 as you were sharing with me earlier yeah so that so I'd, I'd not been running the account for for that long by then um and um i it, i think it was actually a sunday afternoon game but um i i can't remember what i was doing i was, I was doing some sort of job cutting the grass or, or something like that and I, I sort of looked at my phone and it was going absolutely wild. And I'm thinking, what's what's going on here? And then, and then I realised that the, the, the Orioles game had started. Um, so, yeah, so I kind of logged into Twitter, got, got the game up on, on the TV. Um, and it turns out on this day, there was five or 6,000 scouts. I think it was the, the UK uh, contingent of scouts. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah for some... Uh, some event that was happening over uh, across in the Baltimore, Washington area. Um, and they'd gone in to take a, an Orioles game, a baseball game, as a part of their trip. Um, and I'm guessing by the reaction, similar similar sort of background to me, not not knowing much about the game. And and they basically, uh, a player for the Orioles called Anthony Santander um, was uh, one of the outfielders. So he was right next to where the, the sort of, contingent yep. were at uh, yeah out on the far side of the field um 
And every time he caught the ball, they were they were all up cheering. Every time he they put a fly ball into the air and, and, and the Blue Jays player caught it, they, they were booing the Blue Jays player and um it, it became a yeah, it became a, a bit a bit of a thing. Um and I, yeah, I got loads of followers off the back of that and then the uh, the sort of Anthony Santander UK fan club was born, <laughs> and it, it it's something that sort of rolled on ever since. Um, there's loads of gifts and memes and and all that sort of stuff on Twitter about it. Every every morning, if I if I wake up and, and there's been a, a night game, I, I turn on my phone and and I know if uh, if, if Santander scored a home run because. I get all the tweets saying that yeah. the, Brit- the British Orioles will be happy to, to tomorrow yeah. and stuff like that. So it's become a bit of a bit of an adopted Brit, really. Um, and again, such a unique story that had only happened in, in, in something like baseball. Yeah, um, I guess there are probably a few reasons why it's only only in baseball. I think the, the first one is it's that um, chance to... Um, that games are happening a lot. And if this centre centre there is, is playing a lot, then it... Uh, the meme and the, and the, and the joke almost runs and runs, but also because there are so many baseball games, it means there's the chance for four thousand kids to to get tickets. If it had been in another sport, it would wouldn't have been as as simple to have um, have that big group all all, all, all sat together. So Santander, he is aware of this this himself. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, he's he's tweeted us a few times and and, and sort of messaged me on Instagram a few times. Um, it's become a yeah a, a good thing and, and the sort of official Orioles account have, have mentioned it quite a bit and um yeah off the, off the back of that I, I got someone contacting me from uh from the MLB um and I ended up doing a news story on their website it was um one of the top stories on the daily newsletter that goes out from MLB um I was in that as well so that was uh yeah like again so cool off a sort of six seven months before picking a name out of a hat to sort of being interviewed for the MLB newsletter and and stuff like that it, it, it's been a it's been a wild ride yeah so I guess we'll uh, share that article that you, you sent, sent to me before we spoke in in the show notes so has that um you mentioned you've had Anthony Santander contact you on Instagram have you also been been out to, to Baltimore at all to be also cheering him on from from the stands <laughs> yeah so this is this is the next thing really is um so I've seen the Orioles play um, in 2019, I think it was. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I was on holiday in Florida um, and I saw him against the Rays a couple of games um, on the road, which was cool. Uh, and then in 2020, we had a trip to Baltimore, Washington, New York, Philly, all planned out, all nicely laid out. We knew what games we were going to Um Harry from from Home Run Travel, who, who's obviously been on the shows, mm-hmm. um, helped us organise it all. We got it all set up, and then obviously COVID came about, yes. and then <laughs> we didn't want to risk it for the year after that. Um, and then last year we had it booked again. I mean, another shout out to Harry; he, he's been absolute same because this this trip's been about five years in the making. Um, and I, I had a health issue last year, so we, okay. we had to postpone it to this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time next month, I think I'll be on my way to to Baltimore. So it's oh, nice. it's it's finally it's finally booked in. So we're, we're we've got a bit of a road trip. So we're, we're we're sort of doing Washington, Baltimore, Philadelphia, New York, and then uh, Boston. Um, but yeah, I'm taking in taking in two games at Camden Yards finally, which will which will be brilliant um, against the against the Reds on the 27th, 28th of June. Um, and then I'm also seeing the Orioles at Yankee Stadium on 
Fourth of July, which oh, is, yeah, with all the yeah, Independence yeah. Day exactly, uh, celebrations. Yeah. So, so that'll be that'll be really cool. So yeah, that I'll be seeing them seeing them next month, all being well. Um yeah, long, a long time coming, but I'm I'm super excited for it. And yesterday as well, I have been sort of advertising the, the trip on, on the British Shores account and um one of the guys who works with the PR team at uh, at the Orioles has, has reached out to me on Twitter. Um and invited me down to batting practice before oh, the game nice. and invited me to meet some of the players and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'm super excited. I think I'll be like a little a little five year old fanboy, I think, by by the time I get there. Yeah, it seems that the um, PR teams of, of the of the Major League Baseball, they're, they're, they're good for that. Uh, I think they uh, understand how and why it's, it's, it's a big effort to follow from from, from abroad. So it's good that they're, they're doing that. and. They're allowing you to, to take part in take part in the practice. That's so. Is your your trip? Is that seems like be the week or two after um, Harry's trip that he was telling us about on the podcast? I think his is in yeah, June. So, yeah, they're yeah they're going just before um, and and doing uh, doing a lot of the similar places. I think mm-hmm. uh, a couple of the same ones. Um, so yeah, that as is just a few weeks after that. Um, and I'm also taking taking in a game at the Phillies uh, and taking in a, a game at, at Fenway Park up in Boston as well. So. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's going to be going to be some trip. Sounds great. Um, so just back to I should, probably should have asked you this at the start of of, of the call. So you sort of um, a fan of American culture in, in general, because when you mentioned that Nashville big vacation, um, Nashville, was that your first visit to US? In which case, it's a very non mainstream, as it were, and most people's first American visit would be would be to New York. But you you're yeah, Nashville, so, or you've been many times before that Nashville trip. Oh yeah, so I've, I've, I've been to sort of a, a few different places in, in in Florida a few times when I was younger. Um, been to I've, I've been to New York once. Um, but yeah, the the sort of um, I don't know the best way to describe it. Not not obviously not the backwaters, but not the sort of main yeah. touristy spots. That that is something that really sort of fascinates me about the. The sort of small smaller town America and and someone a little bit more off the beaten track and and yeah like I said we we went to to quite a few different little places in in Tennessee when we were there which which was incredible and and this trip will, will take us and and again I think that's one of the um one of the charms about Baltimore that that sort of really got me into it is is learning all about Baltimore and and Baltimore's got a, a, an incredible sort of history as a as a city. Um, it's got a lot of issues and a, a lot of troubles, and but also, yes, yeah, some sort of yeah, amazing stories and amazing stuff you see, and, and the people there uh, are brilliant people as well. So I, I can't wait to to finally get there. It feels like I know a lot about it without 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 actually ever stepping foot in it. But thankfully, uh, yeah, let's say this time next month, I'll um, I'll I'll be there and I'll I'll, I'll be meeting lots of lots of friends while I'm there. Perfect. So, what's your outfit plan for for for, for the for first visit at Camden Yards? Have you bought lots of merchandise and lots of lots of shirts and gear in the in the few years you've been yeah. a fan? So that's again, that's one of the things that obviously uh, people will, will know. This it, it it's really expensive to get stuff shipped from America and and can cost quite a lot. And when you're one of the the smaller market teams and not the the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Dodgers or or people like that, it, it's even harder, I think, to. To, to get some of the stuff and it, it's not sort of in any of the sports shops in the UK. Um, so I've, I've done a couple of orders over over the, the years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, yeah, I've, I've got some of the stuff, but one of the 
good things I've found is um, sort of vintage shops and, and I've got a few real gems from vintage shops and online vintage shops in the UK um, and, and, and got some stuff from that, which is cool. Um, but I've also been saving for several years while, while the trip's been delayed, a bit of a Oriel shop uh, treat box, shall we call it? And, okay. um, yeah, <laughs> a, a bit of a piggy bank there. Um, so yeah, I'm, I expect I'm going to travel light to take half of the team store home with me. I think on uh, yeah. yeah on the way back. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a, a perfect plan. So uh, in, in in your first first few years then uh, as a fan, um, so have you? Has there any particular standout highlights or or lowlights? I know you said at the start that the team have been not successful. Were there still some um, some at least some f- famous things that you 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 and your fellow fans <laughs> look back on either fondly or, or not fondly? Yeah, so I think of a lot of it is so, so how the what's sort of gone off with the, the Orioles is the whole sort of rebuild the management structure that was there, the higher management structure was completely ripped out and mm-hmm. they, they got Mike Elias and, and a few guys from the Astros who, who were sort of behind the scenes instrumental in in the Astros turning round into what they had become. Um and they have really played the long with it and and like I said mm-hmm. it was the rebuild of all rebuilds in terms of stripping it really down to the bare bones um and and building a farm system so they, they had the number one pick for t- two or three years in a row um we got uh we've been spending huge amounts of money on scouting networks and uh, a center in the Dominican Republic's being built a, a sort of big oil complex out there and it's been fascinating to see how they've approached it and again as one of the one of the small market teams, the Orioles are never going to be able to offer the $500 million 12-year contracts. It's just not going to be that. So it's how do you go about that? Um, and, and and that's been really fascinating to watch, um, that being built from, from being there right at the inception to mm-hmm. these last sort of year, and especially the, so far this, this sort of season, it's really coming to fruition. Um, and, and seeing people like Adley Rushman, who's going to be one of the best, the best players in the game, is already probably the, the the best catcher in the game. Uh, Gunnar Henderson, Grayson Rodriguez, all these guys who was was drafted three or four years ago, and we've had to wait for them to come, and and it's been a long a long wait for them to come, and we we filled in with with some not so great older older guys, and had to put up, uh, yeah, with with a lot of sort of players from the miners who, who didn't quite cut the mustard um but seeing these guys come up and supporting a young dynamic and and one of the big things is a fun team so they, they become a really fun team and, and I don't know how much you've, you've sort of seen this year but um they, they've got all all sort of crazy celebrations and and they're all sort of water themed um okay so when yeah so when they so like when they get to second base mm-hmm. um if someone hits a, a, a shot to second base then the the guy on second base does a sprinkler and all of their pitchers get water okay. in the mouth and stand on the side of the dugout and spray it up in the air like a <laughs> sprinkler they've got a a guy called Mr. Splash, who's the chief hydration officer, who who goes around wetting all the crowd every time there's a home run, and and it, it's just turned into a really sort of fun team to watch, and a, and a as I say, a, a really young team and a growing team, and a lot of guys who just look like they're really enjoying being part of it and and fun to play. So that that makes it 
fun to watch as well. The Mr. Splash that just came from the players messing around and having fun, or is it? Uh, yeah, no, it just came from that. Splash? Yeah, apparently it was it was some sort of joke between a few players in in spring training, um, and then all yeah, as I say, all these when they get onto certain bases, they've got all these different sort of little mini celebrations that all involve water. And now there's there's a section at Camden Yards called the Bird Bath where people sit, and as I say, they've got all these yeah. Mr. Splash and all these other people firing water cannons up and yeah it's um it, it's again one of those things that I couldn't imagine happening in any other sport and <laughs> it, it, it's serious and, and the serious guys who are some of these these guys like some of the names I mentioned that will go on and be some of the best players in the game I think um but at the same time they're, they're also having fun with it and that's something that often gets forgotten in sport I think a lot of sort of high elite level sport these days that the fun just seems to be stripped out of it so that's yes, it sounds yeah. like yeah, you'd picked it although it was the random random name from from the hat it seems like you've picked a, a team with with a difference you're right you're not, you're not just being what watching the Yankees or or the Dodgers just winning winning or almost winning each year you are at least getting that full baseball experience of watching the team lose to get the draft picks to gradually build up uh, from from the start so hopefully the Orioles will have a similar similar few, a few years like, like the Astros have done and if you're saying that they've been investing on getting the guys directly from the Astros and it seems like that's certainly what what they've got got planned to so um re- regarding the history of of the team um so I'm not sure if you've spent much time in in, in your few years looking into the history or are you sort of a more of a here and now kind of fan how have you sort of um learned or immersed yourself into because there were there was a previous Baltimore Orioles where I was finding out when I did my research yeah so there was a a a previous Baltimore Orioles so one of the one of the cool things about Baltimore is that that's where Babe Ruth's from Mm -hmm. um and his his house where he grew up is, is just a few blocks away from from Camden Yards where the Orioles play um and he I think he in his sort of amateur days played I, I might be wrong but I think he played for the for the original Baltimore Orioles which were a minor league team back then I think um but the the current Orioles came in 1956 I think um and they were the from St. Louis the St. Louis Browns um, and came across to, to Baltimore then um yeah so there's a long a, a long sort of heritage of, of, of baseball in Baltimore um we we've won the World Series three times, um, so 1966, 1970, and 1983, um, and that was led led by a guy called Earl Weaver, um, who's one of the the sort of real icons of of baseball management. Um, of Sorry, he, he was there for all, all three. They were there 17 years I, apart, or uh, no? I think I think he might have just been there for the for the later one. Um, okay. I think, or, mm. yeah. Um, but he was sort of an instrumental part of that, and I think he was part of a, a manager of the the Orioles, w- winning sort of lots of um, lots of lots of sort of games and getting to lots of uh, postseasons during that time. Um, and yeah, if you again anyone who who's not aware of this, Google some clips of uh, of Earl Weaver, and he was the the sort of nemesis of of the uh, of the umpires and and and, and the referees. Um, he yeah, he just sort of was an absolute baseball hardcore old school giving it all <laughs> 100 mile an hour sort of sort of madman um 
yeah, he was a, a, a great character, one of the, the sort of big characters of the game. Um, so you say, would yeah. he, even though he was a a manager rather than a um, a player, would you say he was the he's the all time franchise MVP, or are there some certain players who are yeah, heroes so, as well? Yeah, so I think yeah, the big one which you tend to see um, it is Cal Ripken, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's uh, absolutely sort of mind-blowing story really that the, the, the sort of Iron Man is his nickname um, and he played 2,131 consecutive games huh. um, and he, he beat uh, the, the sort of famous Lou Gehrig's record uh, mm-hmm. who, who did that for the Yankees um, and I mean that's just <laughs> phenomenal isn't it in, and mm-hmm. in any sport and even, even more so in baseball with a, with a sort of really long season so yeah, over two thousand one hundred games consecutive, with no injuries, no rest days, no missing anything. It, it's just, it's a record that won't be beaten. I think oh. everyone's pretty confident in, especially in these days of sports science and and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. It, it's very unlikely to be beaten. Um, and again, it's another good one for for sort of any any newcomers to baseball to look on the pod and and, and look at the the sort of day he he got that that total, the two thousand one hundred thirty one total. Um, because that's also sort of in, in incredible scenes as well. Um, so yeah, he's he's the probably the the all time hero. Um, we the, the the all time hero as manager. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you have other guys like like Jim Palmer, uh, who who's on the the, the O's team, uh, the commentary team at the minute on Masson. Uh, he's he's absolutely brilliant. He he won numerous Cy Youngs and 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 was a one of the best pitchers of his generation in the in the. In the uh, became an all star uh, in the baseball hall of fame as well. Um, and then going back a bit further, you have guys like like Brooke Robinson, who was he was sort of the widely regarded as the, the sort of best third baseman ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that I think they're certainly from from what I've gathered and and, and what I've seen, they're probably there. That I, I might have missed a few, but they're the they're the sort of big hitters, I guess. Yeah, the name. So you have people like uh, in in Baltimore, I guess, who are um educating you on on these that they're, they're the names who within however long of becoming a fan no these are these are the guys you, you gotta know and that's one of the amazing things about yeah the, the the sort of the twitter account is having these conversations with people and i think obviously sort of being football fans here in the uk i'll go to the water cooler tomorrow and we'll talk about how Sheffield united have got on or mm-hmm. how man united and arsenal played at the weekend and you don't have those always have those conversations um whereas having that sort of twitter account over the last few years um has has been really good to, to have those conversations and learn things and and bounce ideas off of people who, who've been there all their life really yeah so how does your typical or orioles game experience go i know that they're, they're playing right now and i'm uh, take, taking you away from them but we're yeah. almost, almost <laughs> done that don't worry so how how yeah. <laughs> many of the 162 do you watch a season how many do you aim to watch versus how much you actually get to watch so i tend to train every uk sort of friendly time um, mm-hmm. and obviously being being one of these coast teams really really helps with that um so yeah i try and i try and watch all the uk friendly time games if i can um and then what I also do in a weekend, I'll wake up, look, watch the watch a full game back, and not look at the score. So first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. get that on, 
see how they've gone on. Obviously, on on a working day, if they if they've played late on a Tuesday night or something like that, I get up and and try and navigate my way through the MLB app without getting any spoilers. Um, and and watch the condensed game, which are usually about eight or nine minutes long, um, and and see how it goes from there really, and then spend the next twenty minutes in bed. <laughs> catching up with what all the fans have said and and yeah what 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 the local media guys are saying and and Brandon Hyde the manager what what he said and um yeah interacting with with sort of anything that's coming overnight as well right well it looks like during the time we've been talking the Orioles have got got three runs back so it's uh it's four four three now at the top of the seventh so I'm going to let you go and enjoy the rest of that that game so Matt thanks again for your time you've been a, a great guest any other important things that we should know with about the, the Orioles or your own fandom before we go? Yeah, I suppose, yeah, the, the one thing we've not mentioned is is the sort of stadium, again, so anyone course, who's, yeah. who's mm-hmm. new to that is, it's, again, widely regarded as one of the, the best sort of ballparks that there is. Um, so it, it, I think it was 91 or, or early 90s when, when they moved from the old Memorial mm-hmm. Stadium in, into Camden Yards. Um, and the, 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 I think the tagline is the ballpark that forever changed baseball. So, so many. It was the, one of the first of the new build baseball mm-hmm. stadiums, um, and it incorporated a, an old railroad warehouse in um, Baltimore. And one of the sort of stands on the side became the warehouse, and that was built into the design. So it was really nicely done, and and it got that perfect balance between the old traditional stadiums and modern new stadiums as well. And I think it's the template that most of the new new sort of stadiums have, have looked to and, and and been inspired by. Um, so yeah, if you if if you ever you're a baseball fan and you, and you've never seen Camden Yards or new to it, Google it and it is a it is a, a, a stunning stadium. Well, I hope you enjoy your trip there next month, and I look forward to having you back on the podcast to talk all about it. Yeah, definitely. I'll uh, yeah come back on and, and and do a bit of a debrief. find the podcast at Swollen Jaw Pod and please remember to share and review so that other baseball fans can find us. Please get in touch if you have a story, idea or suggestion about your team that I need to know about and tune in next week to hear more about my journey into baseball.